Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Bearded Fan Podcast. I am Andrew, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to Stefan Breert from Black Ink Tattoo Accountants. We chat about him focusing his business on helping tattoo artists, and then we have a chat about tattoos and motorbikes. Hey, 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 it's Friday and it's uh, time for the next episode, the second episode of 2020. So thanks for joining. As I mentioned in the intro, I chatted to Stefan Brett from Black Ink Tattoo Accountants. Um, I brought him on so that he could chat to us about his service offering. So this episode is for all you tattoo artists out there that might be interested. So let's get going. I was, I was chatting to someone yesterday and we were just talking about how you know, how the world is changing in terms of, um, and I was saying, well, who actually uses email these days? I mean, people still use email, but yeah. I'm finding now with doing the podcast and all that, I'm finding um, that people are, are, are communicating on WhatsApp or Instagram, DM or whatever, not really email. Yeah, work yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you're using email. And I mean, that's how you and I hooked up. I mean, we were chatting on, on, on Instagram. Yes, yes. And... Um, and the reason why I wanted you on, because I mean, you've got a business that you're an accountant. Mm-hmm. You um, focusing on well, uh, the name of your business is Black Ink. Black Ink, yeah. Tattoo, Tattoo accountants. accountants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, tell me about the name first. So, um, thing was, I was considering just to name it Tattoo Accountants, but I was yeah. thinking that's just too too bland or yeah. just too direct, and um. I wanted to incorporate incorporate that the two part with the accounting industry, and that's when I thought, okay, the ink at the back I want to use, and then I decided, like, in accounting or any professional document that you have to sign or sign off on or fill in the form or any of those stuff, yeah, you usually have to use a black pen. Yes. So that's why I got the link about <clears throat> to the, the inks and yeah. Just yeah, so that's a nice ink. play on, on, on words there. Yeah, to, to just to merge the two, the two yeah. industries. And um, you I know you probably noticed the, the A in the black is flipped over. Yeah. So it looks yeah. like a V, but it's just, yeah. it's still pronounced black. It's just a bit different. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's cool. how I came up with the name. And yeah, so, and it's easy to say and pronounce. And yeah. Bold and stand yeah, out, yeah, so. and I mean it does. And if you're in the tattoo industry, it does grab your attention. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that's typically how you would call a tattoo a parlor tattoo or something. Yeah, would be black yeah. ink or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah so, so that does cool. grab the attention. Um, I must say <coughs> it also creates some confusion with some people. Oh, does it? Um, it was quite funny yesterday at the convention actually because a lot of people they they walk by the stand and then you look at your banner. And then they, you can see this look on their face. They're so confused. Yeah. And then most people just walk away because they don't know what's <laughs> going on. And some people will come stand close and see, what What do you do actually? <laughs> do you do tattoos and accounting or what's going on here? Because they don't see a tattoo bed or nothing. Yeah. Um, 
then I have to explain the whole situation to them, what we do, and like the the guys that was across us, um, they had the tattoos and piercings, and after they was uh, they were set up, I saw this one guy looking at us the whole time, and after like half an hour, he came over to me, he's like, dude, I'm fucking confused, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? And then I just explained to him that we're accountants. Like most people assume that we do tattoos as well. Yeah. Um, which was confusing <laughs> to me. So, um, well, but I guess it's confusing for people to see an accountant at a tattoo convention. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, yeah. But yeah, that's, I thought that's the perfect time or, or place to, 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 to get out there with those to net, network with some people. Yeah. Just to yeah. even, not to sign up business per se, but just to casually chat with people. And yeah. And create awareness. Yeah. And to get into that circles and, yeah. Just hang out with the guys. Yeah. So, I mean, do you focus only on tattoo guys or do you have other clients as well? Um, I do have other clients. The, the thing is, I focus on the tattoo industry. Because mm. um, it's something I've loved for a long time. and But it's something I won't do myself. Um, I still have a passion for accounting and tax. Sounds yeah. weird, I know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, I want to stay in that industry. But I, I would like to go into the tattoo industry to mm. to like go do my stuff do my work in a tattoo studio while sitting there if it's possible yeah um, because most of the time it's very crowded in the studio so yeah um, and a lot of people are open it to to coming once a month and do their stuff right there in the yeah. studio and yeah you're out of the office you're not in your usual little space so you get out there and it's all this creative juice is playing in you. Yeah, cool. And it's also, it's always fun to be in a tattoo studio. The people are Absolutely, always fun yeah. to be around. So Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a particular energy in a, in a tattoo parlor. Yes, so that's what I love about it. Um, so to answer your question, it's not to, I won't chase away any other companies or mm. types of industries. Um, mm. I had actually a few inquiries about, since I've started this, from other companies as well. Um one is a bry installation company okay. where they build brides and install them. Yeah. And um, there's also like recruitment agencies that constantly mm. do their stuff. So I'm setting up some meetings next week and a week after that, do some quotes. Yeah. Um, so the main focus is that two studios. No, but that's good. That's though. the main yeah. people that's contact. Yeah. So, I mean, that's quite an interesting... It's quite an interesting idea because people don't really think about it per se. But, you know, with the guys that I've been chatting to recently, tattoo artists and all that kind of stuff, they, um, you know, like the first question I asked them, especially if they've been in the industry for a long time, is like, how have they noticed that the tattoo industry has changed? Because Mm. in South Africa, many years ago, to have a tattoo was like frowned upon. Yeah. And tattoo parlors were like in the dingy cd yeah, dodgy, dodgy and area and yeah you know it was like it wasn't exactly the you know the place that many people went to kind yeah. of thing but now it's become more acceptable it's now almost like unusual for someone not to have a tattoo yeah, at cool. least one yeah. tattoo okay so the question i asked them is okay how have they seen the industry change and all that kind of stuff but what a lot of them tell me is especially the guys that worked overseas mm. they say that there's a different culture overseas than to here is that still even though there's been this progression in the tattoo industry they're still behind the rest yeah. of the world in terms of how tattoos are, are, are you know the um, tattoo industries or tattoo 
uh, as people running a business, mm. how they viewed as, as legitimate are, are they a legitimate business? Yes. Is, the, is the is the is the point? And um, and I suppose you can uh, if you th- and how 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 they work. And I mean, they basically they're working for themselves. Mm. They just happen to be in a tattoo parlor, and they've created, you know they've set up an agreement with the tattoo parlor. I keep on calling it a tattoo parlor. Is that is that the right way to I call know, it? No, I, I I've always called them tattoo parlors, but not sure why. anyway, maybe <laughs> maybe 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 someone will correct me. But uh, you know, so they like you know they're working for themselves, but they've struck a deal with whoever owns the shop, mm. and they've got some percentage, da, 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 whatever yes. you know. And um, so I mean, they've got to manage their their own finances. They've got to run their own businesses, but they might not necessarily be business people. Yeah, they're not the like typical entrepreneur or whatever they're just doing what they do to make a living yes. and yeah i can imagine that they would need help yeah, so i mean so is, basically they're like a consulting company or because they work on commission and hours yes so the hours they work is the money they get yes um so it's essentially it is like a small business or a sole proprietor yeah in a sense so um the individuals i try to encourage to actually do this stuff as a sole proprietor some of the bigger oaks, um, we actually register a company for them mm. and they work through the company. Yeah. So it's just a paper thing, but obviously there's so many tax benefits as well for registering a company instead of doing a sole proprietor. Yeah. Um, and obviously the, the two shop is a company. It should be registered um, mm. in most instances. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, also, it doesn't need to be registered. Um, the main owner can also just run it as a sole proprietor. Sole proprietor, yeah. own name. Yeah. I mean, there's also just <clears throat> more risk involved if it's a sole proprietor. Yeah. Because it's linked to your name. Well, if it's a company, it's, mm. it's the responsibilities some and the, the risks are on the company. Yeah. And you get protected yeah. as an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the two scenarios. And... Um, also, the differences between company tax and individuals' tax rates differ. So, mm. obviously, the individuals has that progressive tax rates. So, mm. the, the more income you get, the higher the rate yeah. is. So, there's obviously, there's this sweet spot where an individual's tax is lower the rate than a company. But mm. there's a certain spot of income which, that you get where it switches over, where yeah. individual's tax will be more than a company. Mm. And if you know where that switch spot is, you can advise the client when to make that switch to propose to start doing it as a company. As a company, yeah. As an individual. So what is the company tax rate at the moment? Is it like 28%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was 30, but yeah, yeah in the ballpark, yeah, 28. So, and um, the individual tax rate is, it starts from 18%. And it goes mm. up to 45. Yeah. Um, but there's a threshold, obviously. Um, it's about 70,000. I'm not sure about yeah. the exact number now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so you get the first 70K tax free. Mm. So that's the, the benefit of being a sole proprietor first. And as soon as you're big enough, just to switch it to a company. To, to a company, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so what has the response been from the tattoo artists? I mean, uh, yeah, so. Um, the younger guys, they they're not very keen to go the legit route and register okay. with SARS and get their tax affairs sorted out. Yeah, yeah. Declare the income. Um, but so the what older, you say is they like to do it under the radar. Like yeah, like, um, 
They're not even registered for tax. Kind they of aren't. Yeah. And the thing is, I think the thing about the tax is the people, um, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't deal with sales or tax or finances that often, mm. or you haven't had that exposure before, it's like this. You can when I start to speak, speak to people about SARS and tax, you can see the fear in their eyes. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. So um, they just get scared or overwhelmed by it, and then you just leave it. And, and the most people I talk to, their their tax affairs are so behind at least three years and more. Mm. So um, obviously, what they don't know know is that there's interest and penalties on overdue accounts or overdue submissions. Yes. So the sooner you sort it out. The, the, the better creator. it is, yeah. And it's and it's not like SARS is out to get you. They just want you to declare your income. Mm. So it's not like every time you're going to submit, they kind of come and hassle you. Yeah. If you do your stuff right, there's no not going to be any problems. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that mind switch to get the people to change their minds and not fear SARS and tax and those stuff. Mm. And to rather use it to their benefit than to, to fear it. But the older guys, um, the people that's been in the business for long, they they're very open to this idea now. Um, so I spoke to a few guys that's in the industry for twenty plus years, thirty years, um, and they're very keen to to get this shit sorted out, be legit of SARS, mm. and just because I can assume they have restless nights because yeah, if, if the tax man comes knock knocking on your door after ten mm. years. Yeah. Just can you imagine the amount of money you'll owe? Yeah. So if you, if you just pay them every year a small amount, mm. the legit amount, um, I know it's shit to pay money to the taxman, but it's better but, to pay it every year than to 10 years down the line, you know, big shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy's legit and all that kind of, let's say he's running it as a sole proprietor. But I mean, he's he can have deductions against, you know, like if he's buying equipment or yeah, he's buying consumables mm. and that kind of stuff. I mean, he can offset that, surely. Yes. Yeah. And so, and I mean, yeah. so if they're not, well, yeah. So, I mean, theoretically, you legit, but the tax that you're paying could be, you know, a, you know. Where I think le- should be. Yeah. Well, or yeah, if, you're not, if you're not aware of what you can deduct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what you mean. So even if they even if they were legit, they're not using your services. But even if they're legit, they might not know. They might not getting be getting the full benefit of what the tax deductions, yeah. legal taxes. Were. So yeah, if, yeah, that's true. If if you're not aware of what deductions you can use, expenses mm. and stuff, you're just gonna declare your whole income. You're gonna get taxed on that whole income. Exactly. Where yeah. if you run it as a sole proprietor or through a company. You can get all these deductions, your equipment, your supplies, like your ink. Your, yeah, and the needles. The, and the paper, yeah. and the wraps, and yeah, the needles and all this yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and obviously for a shop, like the rent, electricity, all those things you can claim through the company as well. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So yeah, to, there's a lot of benefits to, to get through educating yourself or using our yeah. services. Yeah. So, I mean, so is that what you found? Is it you found that you have to educate these, uh, your potential customers about what yeah. the benefits are of A, being legit and, uh, you know, managing it correctly yeah. in terms of the deductions? The thing is, um, when I started this whole thing, after the second meeting I had to have a tattoo parlor, mm. um, <laughs> I just know shop tattoo shop. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> tattoo parlor just sounds so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that people 
like I said, they then don't know the benefits of being legit. And then I started to thinking, I must educate these people with every meeting I have, just to just to open their eyes to it. Um, that's why on my flyers that I handed out yesterday, I have my profile profile on the front, mm. and on the back I did a whole section and just said why be legit. Yeah. Just to give them some insight to that. Yeah. So if you want to have a look at that. Um, so basically, it just, it just focuses on, like, when you go throughout life, you want to progress and grow your, in your personal life as well. Like, you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, you, maybe you need to loan sometimes. And the thing is, if you're a tattoo artist, most of the time you, you work with cash and there's no, rec- you don't record your income or you don't declare to SARS or, you don't have an IP5 with e-filing or e-file yeah. or all those stuff. So there's no way you can prove your income to someone except for showing them your bank statements. Yeah. And that's still not going to qualify. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah. so that's why I printed this or I set up this document and with every email when I contact people as well, I include that document as well because mm. I think people should be aware of it. Yeah. Because I met a guy, um, guys like in his 40s, but... He's still so scared of SARS and he, he, he doesn't have anything on his name because he doesn't do stuff legit because he's just so afraid of tax. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just this whole stigma the problem is the, it. The, it, the problem gets bigger and bigger as you, yeah. the longer you leave it. Exactly. I mean, look, I, I'm, I must admit, I'm also like, every time I've got to do my tax, I'm like, <gasps> yeah. you know, I hold my breath because I, you know, but I mean, like, I'm not, you know, I'm like, not exactly. I've got a complicated tax return, but uh, <laughs> you, if you know what I mean, yeah. I I don't know what it is about the tax man. <laughs> and the thing is, um, obviously with this now, you're not going to have an IP five or a document submitted to SARS like a normal employee yes. somewhere. Yeah. So basically, what I do then is I do your bookkeeping and accounting for a whole year, mm-hmm. the financial year, March till Feb. Then um, I set up financial statements for you. So it okay. indicates your income, your expenses, all this stuff, deductions. Mm. And then I do a separate tax calculation at the back. Okay. And that document you submit to SARS. Right. And then they can they can also audit you if they want to, if it's mm. if it looks funny to them. Um and then they just come they audit you. But if I set up your financial statements, I'm I'm basing it on documents you supply to me. Yeah, sure. So I'll use your um I'll use your bank statements. Your invoices you give to clients if if you do mm. invoicing to clients, um, but mostly people just record a receipt. Yeah, um, and receipt of payment. That's the identity, um, the form you sign up to give consent. Yeah, um, and usually the amount is also on that form, so you, okay. you just match the two documents. Okay, and then all the documents from your your invoices from your suppliers to get the ink and all this stuff. Yeah, I just used to get you the deduction. So okay, by the time SARS, if SARS wants to audit you. Mm. documents already yeah that's so great nice. well that's cool man. So, yeah but yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure that they would um take a, a, a some weight off some guy's shoulders Definitely. if they knew that they got someone that they can trust that can do yeah. their stuff for them and and at the end of the day you know everything's legit mm. they can sleep at night yeah, um the that's cool is the other use for the financial statements and um, if I do your financial statements, I can also see your income variation throughout the, the year. Yeah. I can get an average. Then I can okay. do a letter that says, uh, yeah, by I acknowledge this is the guy's income per month. 
yeah. to submit to um, a bank if you need a loan or mm. a mortgage or yeah. you want to open a new shop or studio. Yeah. You can't get a mortgage, so you can't buy a house if you want to do a house. Or you can't buy a building in an office to convert into a shop because you can't get a mortgage. Yeah. Documents to reflect your income. Exactly. So yeah. with the proof of income letter and that financial statements are sorted. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so thing, is it yeah. easier if you've got a business, a registered business, to go and get a inverted commas business loan as long as you've got all your um, documentation in place as opposed to a sole proprietor? Um, I think it will be easy, it would be easier because there's a sneak stigma around you having this legit registration document and yeah, you're a legit company instead mm. of just an individual. Um, I think that the banks trust it more than just the individual sole proprietor yeah. statements. Yeah, and how does it work? Like, if you're the only guy that's in the business, mm. and you, in your personal capacity, want to go and get buy a house as an example uh, maybe I'm going off topic here but um, if you if you you got a business you're the only the only person in the business mm-hmm. only owner in the business or um, member of the business and you in your personal capacity want to go to the bank to get a loan because like I, I work for a company you know I can go there and you know here's my pay slips and all that and the the bank's happy mm. if you're running your own business or I mean What's the what's the deal there? Do you do you know what the banks the how the banks is, um, see it? If you run as a sole proprietor, yeah, that financial statement is your individual income. Okay, so that's oh, uh, so they can use that, that as that. Yeah. yeah, but if you have a company and you want to get individual or personal yeah. loan, instance, yeah. you just need to issue a document from the company, yeah, stating that this is your yeah. individual income from the company. Yeah, so mostly I'll just set up an easy file profile for the company okay and i do a, a document on there and submit it to SARS. okay and they can use yeah. that document as proof as well yeah because i mean there was that whole thing of um it's like if you if you were the only person in a company if you were if you had a business and you were the only person in that company and you were contracting to someone with certain percentage of his time mm. then they had to deduct tax yeah, from you yeah and that's the is that problem. is that still the case? Yeah, the thing is, um, most of these people, you don't have to do the patient because um, these guys work for the one studio at all time. Yeah, sure. Um, so the contract they have between the, the studio and the individual is just you get commission based on this percentage. Yeah. Your patient or your monthly tax is your own problem. Yeah, sure. So after year end, you sort out your own shit. Shit, yeah. Um, there's also a route they can take to actually deduct vision. They can do it for the mm. people. Um, but then they just have to register with, for, with SARS to get a vision number to be able to do that. Yeah. And then there's also like UIF and there's stuff. The, the, well. Yeah, they got to pay, yeah. Yeah. Which is, so yeah. That's, that's, and that's what will be also more beneficial for the individual guys, the artists. Mm. Because they don't, they don't have to worry about taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. Because every month it's sorted out. Yeah. So um, some of the bigger companies actually do start to ask me about this to actually implement pay your own on a monthly basis okay. instead of just giving the guy commission and let him sort it out. Himself. Yeah. So um, that's why I said the people that's been long in the industry and the bigger companies, they're very open-minded and they th- they see the, the studio as a company. But I don't think the younger people or 
or people, in essence, all people don't see a studio as a company. Yeah. And that's what I also wanted to tell you earlier that um, most accounting firms, I don't think they they think a tattoo studio is that important or a proper business. Yeah, well, and that's, that's the other problem. Yeah. So it's it's come from two sides. So the tattoo studios and artists fear tax and they mm. just leave it. If you just leave it, it'll, it'll go away. I think that's their mindset. And then from the other side, the accountants, um, it's that stereotype about an accountant being clean shaved, yeah, yeah, nice suit and tie. <laughs> um, I don't think the two worlds connect really. Yeah. So I think that's a problem. Yeah. Because um, some of the guys I also spoke today, they've seen like four or five accountants before. Every time they take the documents to them, and after a few months, nothing happened because there's more important clients, bigger clients, like your attorneys, your doctors, your those kind of people that seem more important. And that's that's the gap in the, the industry. In the, the in the industry. Oh, that's cool. You're, full, you're filling that gap, eh? Yes. yes. That's, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good though. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you say, I mean, like, um, you know, and that's what I've picked up is that uh, it's still – there's this perception about tattoo artists and tattoo parlors as being legitimate businesses. Mm. And I mean, they are. Yes. I mean, these guys are, you know, under the definition of a business. I mean, they're fully in there. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's what I wanted to ask. Because, like, at the moment, I mean, besides going to the convention yesterday, how are you mm. approaching the, the tattoo shops? Are you um, cold calling them? Are you... Popping in uh, there, I'm going to go get anyone. a tattoo. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> um, I was thinking about popping in at some shops. I haven't started to do that. Yeah. So that's one of my ideas to just approach people. Um, but I'm just not sure how they would react to that. But yeah. You can just find out. Yeah. Going to any home. Um, I want to stay away from cold calling. I don't want to do that. Okay. Because it irritates me, so <laughs> I don't want to well, do other people. Yeah. So the, the way I approach it, I just basically have an Instagram account, a Facebook account. The Facebook is just like a backup thing. So yes. I, obviously, I share my Instagram directly to my. I link it to my Facebook. Yes. So mostly, I just um, I'm active on Instagram, mm. and the thing is, most of the artists as well, because obviously they post pictures all the whole time and videos of them. Yeah. Being yeah. busy tattooing. So they they're on Instagram all day. And yes, that's, that's my. That's where you, yeah, sure. And to send them an email, it's not gonna help. Or no, well, that's what I said. But after two three weeks, you'll get a response. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, email as a way of communicating. Yeah, or like in the beginning, communicating is like. I mean, I've just found that um, I get better response from people if I send them a message on on Instagram mm. than I do if I found their email address and sent them an email. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's what I say. That's just, you know, the way the world's going, which is fine. I mean, I don't have an issue with it because mm. I think it's cool because like you say, everyone's, uh, I just find at the moment that everyone's using Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is like the place. Yeah. yeah, Facebook is cool. It's there. It's like, like you say, like Facebook is like the backup. Yeah. You know, like I've been on Facebook since 2007. Yeah, I've got a presence there, but hey, I'm actually, I'm actually on on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the communication, like I will when people ask me what I do and stuff, and I send them an email mm. with my profile with this legit document. 
and I just explain to them the whole thing because it's a lengthy message. Yeah. So I like to do that and tell them, okay, go read your emails. I yes. Just tell them I have sent you an email on Instagram. So they'll go have a look at that. Um, but in my email at the bottom, I'll say, if you if it would suit you better, please respond on Instagram or WhatsApp. Yeah, sure. And I have my separate uh, business WhatsApp mm. number. So, And I also would like people to move to WhatsApp because I think most of the time, I'm not sure, especially the, 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 the more popular guys, I think the Instagram is also like flooded with notifications. Yeah, messages. sure. Sure. So um, obviously that's the initial contact, but to get them on WhatsApp where it's up, I think a bit quieter, mm. maybe. Mm. It's also my, my main focus. Also. Yeah. So is this but your the, is this your business uh, number or is yes, it your that's the business okay. number? Yeah. But the initial contact is on Instagram. Yeah, sure. sure. And it's also where you create awareness for yourself or social awareness because you can interact the whole time. You can like all the photos and you can yeah. comment on it. Yeah. And that's how they see your name and you see their, their name in the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah um, so, but your Instagram handle is different to your business name. I mean, have you thought about yeah. changing your Instagram <laughs> handle or are you, you going to stick with it? The thing is, uh, I just thought to have a different handle if someone starts to type in tattoo mm. and accountant yeah. in a search, maybe my handle will pop up. Yeah, sure. Because... Yeah. They're not going to search black ink if they're looking for an account. No, for, no so that's, think, that's the idea. No, I think it's it. fine. I was just, you know, I was just noticing. Yeah, it looks strange because <laughs> you have to name it in a different handle. But yeah, that's so, fine. So that's the idea about it. So hopefully it works like that. Mm. <laughs> well, because I mean, like my my personal Instagram is the bearded fan, but yeah. my name is Andrew Marsh. So mm. <laughs> it's like same, 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 same but same different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea about behind that. Mm. Yeah. But I see you very you very active on Instagram. I try to be. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's where that's how I came across. Yeah, I think how did uh, did you follow me or did I follow you um, first? Yeah, I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> it was probably with the the monkey tattoo. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. connected somehow. Then. Somehow, maybe yeah. it was. It's like Instagram. You can't actually see how the transaction the transaction the, how the <laughs> interaction happened. Um, you know, anyway, that's just interesting. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is that that's what I find about, uh, Instagram is that it's a good business networking tool. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, uh, but, and then, um, you've been posting a lot about the tattoo mag. Uh, just explain to yes. um, yeah, you again. What you're, are you associated with the <laughs> tattoo magazine or yeah. are you part of the, the, the management team and, Hmm. Um, what happened there I'm not associated with them or part of their business at all Okay. so what happened is I just just after I started this black ink tattoo accountants um, I saw a post about tattoo magazines that's going to launch hmm. I was like okay that's interesting because I haven't seen one yet at all so then I started to follow them and then I as soon as I got my feet settled with this my all my profiles and hmm sure of what I'm going to do and all this stuff, I contact them on Instagram and to ask them just to tell me more about the idea and what, what they're going to do and so on and what can I do to be featured in the magazine. Okay. So um, then the guy responded later and he said, um, I, and he was friendly and so on, and he said, 
unfortunately we're a bit um, full at the moment for the first four editions. Mm. So, um, but they'll be glad to be in contact after that. They said, okay, cool. Let's talk about this feature possibility mm. after four months or the fourth edition. Yeah. And then we can work out the logistics and how it works and what's sure. required from my side and their side. Then a few minutes later, they actually went to view my profile. Mm. And the guy just messaged me back, wait, you're not an artist. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm actually an accountant that focuses on the two studios and the two artists. <laughs> and it's like, then he just messaged me back, okay, uh, would you be interested in to be in the second edition? Like, okay. <laughs> Space opened up. Um, okay. So that was like quite a, a boost of confidence to see, yeah. okay, people are liking this idea. So this might actually work mm. because my initial, I didn't think this will work at all. So okay. I just tested the waters and then I got this responses like that mag and these, um, the two artists. So I thought, okay, this is going to work. That's so good. I started yeah. to hustle. Um, so yeah, and then we were just like casually messaging each other or commenting or on posts and so on. And then the one day about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they just uh, let me know, okay, they received the first copy, the test copy. This is the price you can buy it for, or you can become a reseller for them and get mm. it like at the reseller price. Okay. And you sell it for them. Mm. And that's when I started to post all the stuff about the tattoo magazine. Okay. Um, obviously, it's also to boost the tattoo industry in South Africa. Sure. So, so um, I started to share that and extra income. Yeah. It won't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then um, the one day, I think two weeks ago, the guy just messaged me, thanks for your support. Um, by the way, your, t- your, your ad in the magazine looks fucking rad. I'm like, what ad? <laughs> and I was like thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna have to pay for an ad. Oh shit, that's my first thought. And then, yeah. did I ask for this? And you know, I was just all these thoughts going through my mind. And then um, they just placed this whole profile of me, okay, in one a big full page. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so and that's they, what happened. But now, is that then the second edition or is that the that's first? The first, edi- edi- the first edition. Yeah. yeah. So you got bumped up from fourth, fourth to, to second to first. Yeah. So it was <laughs> crazy. So. That just, just it made me so excited and positive for the future. Yeah, sure. So it really boosted my, my confidence yeah. or my positivity about this going forward. The idea, yeah. So so, so you're a reseller for them now, for the magazine. Yes, yes. Okay. So um and then what's the plan? You go to tattoo parlors and say to them, you know, do they want to stock the mag or how do you what is yes, your so idea around any, that? Any tattoo studio can become a reseller. That's the policy. Oh, I see. Okay. So then they just contacted me because I'm also in, in the same industry. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so any tattoo studio can say, okay, I want to be a reseller. I want 10 copies, 20 copies a month. Oh, I see. Or when the new edition comes out, mm. then they just send you stock. Okay. So that's how it works. So yeah. now I try to sell to the public. So I just okay. put it on my social stuff. Sure. Okay. So yeah, if anyone wants to buy, they just contact mm. me. Okay. But most, I think most of the people will probably buy it from a studio. Yeah, sure. Or directly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm, interesting. No, because I was just thinking that maybe, maybe that could be like a good um, conversation starter. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, if you were to go to a tattoo parlor that might not be a reseller yet. Mm. But you go and tell them about the about the magazine, mm. 
But then that's also a way that you can then also talk about your accounting. Yeah, accounting. It's yeah. like almost like a cold calling. Yeah. But <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing is you go, well, I mean, that's the thing is like with a podcast and then I get to do my sales pitch and being able to do apparel. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing I want to try to do as well. It's like days like today when I travel to, uh, yeah. and as soon as I come here, I check which studios are in the area. Yeah. I can quickly pop in there, do some chatting, yeah. give in my flyer or my business card. Yeah, sure. Um, and go on. And maybe they'll be interested. Yeah, yeah you so. got an interesting business card. Tell us about the business <laughs> it card. It is a bit interesting. Um, like for the camera. Yeah, so there's three different ones. Um, different flavors. Eh? Different flavors. <laughs> uh, flavored condoms. business cards. Okay, so uh-huh. it's condoms. Um <laughs> The idea behind it is the message on the, the condom says, we had a yellow one as well, but after yesterday, it's... They're all gone. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, because they like the banana ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the yellow one said, practice safe tax. Okay. Um, then the pink one says, don't go bareback with the tax man. And the purple one, the grape, says, don't get screwed by the tax man. Mm-hmm. So, it's basically just... A play on words and trying to be funny or weird. Yeah. And um, just to let people relax a bit about tax and <laughs> have a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, the people are quite, the responses I get when I hand them a condom is quite weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some people's eyes just stretch. <laughs> like, and some people immediately turn around and just wave their hands and they walk away. Like <laughs> and some people stay, some people, they don't want to be rude, so just take it. And you can yeah. see they're quite awkward. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to get a random problem yeah. from someone. And as soon as they read the messages, they just break out, start to yeah. laugh. So, but it's good yeah, because, it I mean, it's... I it's, that. You know, like the awkwardness about interacting with the tax man and the awkwardness of people taking um, your business card. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. I like, I like your idea there. Um, that's cool. But um, you were saying like now, I mean, how long have you been... The, the the tattoo accountants um, we, were it's you... not only six weeks actually okay. so we're still very new um, but I mean you were doing accounting before that yes and you just decided okay you know what I actually want to, to you know I've seen a gap in the markets my, yes. I've seen a gap in the markets and I want to focus There's my energy on that yeah. yeah thing is um, it's not like I'm new into the industry or the accounting industry mm. just be clear um <laughs> So I was I started was I studied accounting. I have my accounting degree in PCOM. I also have a postgrad accounting diploma. So then after after I graduated with my degree, I was a junior accountant at a firm for two years. Mm. Then I went on to do my articles for three years as a okay, so it's two years you're a junior audit trainee. Okay. Then in your final year, you're the senior trainee, so you manage the team on all the audits and so on, and you plan the audit and you finalize the audit of the client and so on. After that, that was in the fall triangle. Mm-hmm. After that, I decided to move to the big city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I wasn't I wasn't too sure about moving to Joburg. Then um, we decided, me and my fiance, to move to Centurion, and it's. It's a quite nice spot between Pretoria and Joburg, actually. Yeah, sure. Um, so you can get around quite easily between the two cities. Um, so yeah, there I was an audit manager at the firm for two years. And after that, I decided to go out of the audit industry 
So then I went to be a um, financial manager for a manufacturing company okay. for a year. Um, and then last year, March 2018, I started um, the accounting firm. Um, but then the focus wasn't on the tattoos, obviously. Yeah, sure. So my first focus was just on the individuals to do their taxes. Mm. And then um, I got a few clients, companies, trusts and so on. Um, electrical wholesalers, some farmers, some yeah, these type of guys, yeah. Um, started to do their stuff and it went quite well. Um, then this year, I always, I've had my beard for like five, six years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had it at least half of this length, yes. And my hair was short because I'm in the accounting industry, yes. Um, and then. I think December, January, I just decided I'm not going to I'm going to cut my hair and I'm not going to cut my beard. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just let it grow. Yeah. So, um, just, I try to be neat as well. I yeah. don't want to look like a hobo, but no. um, I just don't want to restrain myself and no, fair not enough, be who I am. So, yeah. that obviously created some stereotypes as well of some clients. Um, as soon as you don't look the part, they don't think you're professional. Mm. But the services are still professional. I just don't look like a clean-cut guy. Like a normal accountant. Which is not... But I mean, you know what? I think the world is now in that place where we're challenging all those sort of stereotypes in the the, the past. Because, I mean, I work for a corporate. Mm. I go to work in T-shirt and jeans, (laughs) tattoos, earrings, beard. Yeah. And 10 years ago, I would never have been able exactly. to do that. Yeah. So things are changing. And yeah, I mean, the world is becoming more open to it. Yeah, accepting, accepting of those it. kind of things. Because so, um, discrimination and diversity and all that kind of stuff is, is you know, is, is big now, especially in the big companies. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to dial that stuff back. It takes a lot of effort and conversation and all that kind of stuff yeah. um, to for everyone to start being accepting of other people because they mm. expect people to be in a particular box. Exactly. And you know, I think people lose their identity. Mm. Yeah. I think um, younger guys starting accounting firms and so on now will be op- probably more open to tattoo studios and so on. But yeah. most of these older accounting firms, their owners are like 50, 60 years old. So they're still in that old mindset. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to change it when you're yeah. 50, 60 years old. Yeah. So that's the problem mm. where it comes in. Like, I think it's the younger generation is the, the key. Yeah. To the well, but look, I mean, I think, I think you've, I think you're on a great idea with um, focusing on the Tati artists because like I said earlier on, you know, my, my, my perception is that people don't take them seriously as legitimate yeah. businesses. And so I think, I think, yeah, you got a good, you got a good idea there. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the idea. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and obviously, um, I would like to get some more tattoos. I'm yeah. naked at the moment. So what's the next, What's the, have you got an idea of, of um, the next tattoo? What happened is, I first got my chest tattoo. Yeah. And then I got this, you know, on one. Um, the idea is this to be a start of a sleeve. Mm. Um, then, let me just say, I wasn't single anymore. Okay. So there wasn't so much money left there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no jokes. Oh, my fiance is going to kill me. Um, <laughs> she's only going to kill you if she's listening to the podcast. Yeah, but she probably and then, will. And that's cool. I'm glad <laughs> she's listening to the podcast. 
So yeah, the idea is to get a sleeve on this arm. It will probably happen now. Okay. Soon. Soon, yeah. Yeah, and yes, I've I haven't thought about new ideas in a long while. Yeah. I, I have a new idea actually. It's like a. It's a lion with wings. Okay. That's like upright with its mm. wings open. What I, I want to do for my grandfather. Okay. He passed away about five years ago. Right. So there was always this idea in my mind to get a lion for him because he was like my role model. model. Um, just to get that for him and I just never had the opportunity. So I think I'm going to first do that now before I focus on my sleeve. Yeah, sure. And then I can focus on the sleeve. Uh, on the sleeve, yeah. Then we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean where would you put the line? Have you decided? I was where thinking on my leg somewhere, but okay. Um some people say do it on your back, but yeah, no, I'm man. not a big fan Dude, of Dude, I wanna see tattoo. my tattoo. Exactly. If I'm gonna pay money for my I wanna <laughs> see my tattoo. Screw it. I wanna see it. That's my point as well. So <laughs> maybe my upper leg, but yeah. then I can't see it as well if you're wearing pants. Because mm. <laughs> just go pantless. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But um yo, all my um Yeah. Not sure yeah. where yet, but I mean, I think I think for me that's like part of the part of the enjoyment is like ruminating on an idea of a tattoo, and you know, over time, just gradually, just like working out, okay, this is where I want it to be, because yeah. you know? I, I I mean, I've got I've got other tattoos, nothing like you know you know a lot of this stuff has got meaning to it. Mm. Like I understand what the meaning is. Yes. A lot of people look at. My DNA strain, someone says to me, oh, that looks like an infinity sign or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got it's meaning behind it. It's got a personal you, yeah. thing. And so I don't give a shit what people think yeah. about my tattoo. You don't need to explain your tattoos. To no, no, yeah. not at all. But I mean, like my next tattoo that I wanted to do, I was like, okay, I, I need to go through this process of, okay, you know, you know, what am I going to do? What's, mm. what's going to speak to me? Where am I going to do it? What style do I want? And obviously, you know, I've got this one from Monkey, which yeah. I'm still very very happy with and I am happy with it but I mean I'm like still buzzing from the you know yeah. having done the thing because still, you know still like I had yeah because so. I mean like I said to you yesterday it was um, it was like developed over like 18 months in mm. my head it was developed over 18 months yes, I yes. had this idea I saw Mankey at um, we were at uh, some Triumph demo day and I was saying dude you know like I really want to do a tattoo and I was thinking of and this is my idea. And he said, yeah, I'm sure we can make that work. Mm. And and then I was still like thinking about it in my head and how did I want it? But the thing is, I still didn't know how to conceptualize it. Yes. And so I mean, this is, a th- yeah. And this is, um, this is one of the things that I've wanted people to get out of, let's say that episode with Monkey and the other tattoo artists that I did is like, sometimes people, Oh, man, I don't know what tattoo to get, but they've got an idea, but they don't know how it's going to work out. You know, like you almost got to hand over some of that responsibility to the tattoo artist yeah. because they are artists. Exactly. A lot of, you know, 99% of them are artists before they're tattoo artists. Yeah. So they know how to, so like I was, I have to tell you, I was nervous when I, um, when Monkey came around, he took a photo of the bike and I'm like, I was like, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> you know, like if it doesn't, if, it, if, if I don't like it, how do I tell him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, the point was, is that he came back with something that was better than I even thought it yeah, could be. Exactly. So, and I mean, that's the, for me, that was the, the enjoyment of getting the, you know, yeah. a tattoo like this. But the thing is for me as well, is not to constrain the artist on what to do. Exactly. Yeah. I like to give them a basic idea of what I want. 
Yeah. Like this this sailor guy. I just drew like a cartoony guy with a beard and then knife freeze head. And I just sent it to the artist. Yes. It was like basic. It took me five minutes. And yeah. Um, just do your thing. And then she just blew my mind when I got the design. And she's like, let's just fucking do it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's cool. if you can leave them, let their creative juices flow, you're going to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I select my artist based on their style. Yeah. Not on what I want. Yeah, sure. And let them do what I want. Yeah. So I just get the basic idea and yeah. just do it. And I think that's also an important thing is that you find the artist that does the style that you want. Yes. So you don't just go to any any um, tattoo artist and say, this is what I want mm. and get it done. Yeah. yeah. And bikes? Do you ride motorbikes? I wish. I you wish. wish. <laughs> that's also probably one of the future plans. Yeah. Um, I was itching this year to buy a bike. But yeah. I just decided, let me just sort out my finances and just just grow this thing and just also I'm getting our wedding is next year just yeah. to get that passed mm. then um, I told myself I'll buy a bike if I can buy it cash yes. so that's my yeah. focus or yeah. my, my driving force to get a bike because cool. um, yeah I have a buddy that drives Triumph every uh, time yeah. I see him I'm just like fuck I need a bike <laughs> so what Triumph is he riding? he's the the, the Street Triple R oh, okay yeah. and he upgraded this year from the six. 50 to the the big boy thousand. okay okay ah, so yeah that that doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know like all in good time man all yeah. in good time man. i mean listen I, I i used to ride bikes when i was in school i never owned a bike because mm. my 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 folks and my parents well my mom didn't want me to be riding bikes. Yeah, even though i was riding bikes i yeah. just didn't own my own and i i only actually got my first bike in 2011 mm. But I was riding other people's bikes. But yeah. That's when I got my first bike. Okay. Um, I would just go and get my learners all the time. And <laughs> just then, drive everyone's Yeah, and then I go test ride bikes and, you know, and ride my, <laughs> my old man's bike and, you know, yeah. that. And, um, yeah, then it was only in 2011 that I got my bike. My first bike, which is the old BM. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like my friend also, he also, a lot of times, he just told me, let's go for a ride. You can go mm. for a ride on my bike. And I'm like, I'm not very comfortable with that, especially if it's a more expensive bike. Yeah, look, I, don't I, I must admit, I scratch or fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it won't yeah. be a, a good episode. Yeah, sure. Uh, look, I mean, I do, I do, I do know that feeling. I feel a lot more comfortable on my own bike, yeah. even when I go test ride a bike. I'm so, you know, not nervous, but mm. I'm like, you know, very Just conscious extra, of the fact that it's not my, it's not yeah. my bike. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'll probably start with a smaller, cheaper bike and just fall a few times and then move on. <laughs> Can I? I'll, gi- I'll give you some advice. Can I give you some advice? Yes. And I mean, this is something that um, a lot of people don't take or don't even think about. Is that um, is go for training? Yeah, go yeah. for bike training. I was also thinking about that um, because, uh, and it's like because you know the thing is like you learn to ride a bike, but when you are going to need the the, the training is when you get yourself into a situation that mm. you need to get yourself out of. You need to react. Yeah, yeah like a, a, an emergency situation. Mm. And and that's where it, 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 um, it helps. But, uh, you know, riding a bike is about confidence. By, by going and doing the training, you get, you know, you build up that confidence. And then when you're riding, riding eventually when you've got your bike and you've, um, 
you know, riding in traffic and all that kind of stuff, riding with your mates, yeah. then then you're a lot more uh, comfortable. And if you do get yourself into shit, then uh, then at least you know what to do. Yes. Because I mean, like going into a corner too quickly, guys panic, they snatch the front brake, yeah, dude, they're gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, it happens so quickly. It's so, and, and I mean that's. You know, a lot of the time people start riding bikes, you know, especially guys that, you know, get, you know, you know, late in life, the kids are out of the house, you know, the wife and the husband, uh, let's, 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 let's buy a Harley or mm. let's buy something and let's go breakfast runs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And the guy thinks, uh, you know, I've ridden bikes before and he goes and he buys a bike and off he goes and whatever. Mm. Like he hardly ever crosses the guy's mind that he it would be a good idea to go for training. Yeah, just some basics. Yeah, just basic stuff. It's like with my, I mean, I've got two daughters. Um, you know, not too, not too far in the in the future, they're going to be driving cars. Yeah. The first thing that I'm going to do once they've learned, you know, got their driver's license, I'm sending them for defensive driving, yeah. advanced driving course, mm, because course. they don't teach you how to brake how to avoid a collision mm. or whatever yeah, yeah. where when you go to a, a, a when you go for training if you go for to a driving school oh yeah they show you the k53 stuff yeah. but the important stuff is okay when i'm driving in the car and some guy slams on brakes in front of me or whatever yeah, what to do, you, you know how do i do it well you know yeah. what do i do yeah the only thing is that friend of mine as well he's been driving i think since he's been 16 maybe younger and he's now 24 25 um and he also went for the training just like the other day yeah he said it was so much fun like fun outing you don't need to be a novice or amateur to go do the training yeah exactly he yeah. still had fun and he did some weird training shit and i mean i know it. guys that have been riding for 10 15 years that still go for training yeah once once every two years whatever especially if you're doing sort of like adventure riding and you don't do it often and then the guys will go for a level one, level two adventure riding yeah. course. Just to, and it's all, like I said, it's all about confidence and all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. I think like, that's why, also, I don't want to get on a bike because I never really driven a bike before. Okay. And one time we were at the guy's um, house, there was this big open field. Uh huh. And he had an old KTM there. Uh-huh. And scrambled it type of bike. And he said, no, take it for a spin. Like, okay, I've never driven a bike. I'm like 22 years old, I think. Yeah. When I got on that thing, um, there was a fence in front of me, but it's like a good 30, 40 meters away. And I pulled away. And when I came to the fence, I wanted to turn. And the stupid thing I did is I just took the handle and just like did yeah. this. And yeah. I was like into the ground, face first. And so <laughs> then the confidence that you're talking about is yeah. just like, yeah, and then also the thing is like uh, even even with me, if I ride my bike and I, I drop my bike because mm. I'll take my bike and I'll go ride there um, you know, on the way down to Paris, and uh, sometime back I, I dropped my bike and I fell mm. hard and I hurt myself, and it took me it took me a while to get back yeah, yeah the confidence back yeah, and I mean just a small little incident like that mm. just knocks your confidence. Yeah, you know? That's true. You got to get back on the horse though. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, dude. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for the invite and your time. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so once again, thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
As always, feedback on the podcast is welcome. Best to engage, uh, the best way to engage us is to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. The handle is Bearded Fen Podcast. Drop us a DM. Tell us what you'd like to hear on the podcast in 2020. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.